Blog Talk Radio. Listening to the Hollywood Boulevard podcast, hosted by Jonathan Moody and Donnie Sturgis. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Hollywood Boulevard podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Moody, and I'm here with Donnie. Uh, your co-host, yeah, it's co-host Donnie Sturgis. <laughs> yep, and uh, and we're also with uh, Lisa Cantrell. How are you doing, Lisa? Hey, guys. I, I had to say your name really quickly, so. You <laughs> get that, get that over with you, on you that. You said it right. You said it better I did. Than okay, good. <laughs> well, uh, you might have to teach him some more, I guess, or whatever. Maybe he just doesn't uh, <laughs> pay attention. I don't know. Uh, so anyway, um, Lisa has a show called Get Lit with Lisa that's on Podbean. Uh, I'm a subscriber mm-hmm. to her, so you all should subscribe as well. Um, you know, and the reason why I picked Lisa as our first guest, because our first topic is the uh, the films of Alfred Hitchcock, which for a 45-minute show or so, we really don't have a lot, you know, we're, we're, we have a lot to probably go into real freaking quick. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's one of those, uh, he's he's done a lot of work. Um, but I uh, just wanted to make, uh, make mention that uh, Lisa did a show uh, on brinking, uh, I guess it was was it Rear Rear Window, Vertigo, and Psycho? Were those the only three you guys uh, yeah. ranked? Really? Okay. Yeah, we talked um, we talked about other ones, but we but we ranked three. Yeah. Yeah, uh, which is which is funny because we are going to talk about those. Like, it's those three plus like North by Northwest are the ones that people kind of put in their top ten that I've noticed a lot um, on like on mm-hmm. YouTube uh, things or whatever. Seems to be those are the four, and then maybe like the birds comes in, or uh, you yeah. are a huge fan of Notorious, if I'm correct. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah. I guess you're notoriously a fan of Notorious. Um, <laughs> but uh, I don't talk about it. So well, yeah. Well, uh, hey, uh, and Donnie, what is your favorite Hitchcock? <laughs> well, I, I'm I'm I, I wouldn't say I'm I'm the dissenter here, but I'm definitely the uh, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm the, uh, on the litmus test, I guess, I, I guess, uh, cause you know, I, I respect and appreciate, uh, Hitchcock films, but, uh, I've, I've never really gotten into them like most people do. Like I, I, I totally get, you know, what he brought to cinema and everything. Um, I'd have to say, I guess I have to go with psycho. I'm, I'm going to have to cop out on that one just because psycho is probably the one that appealed to me the most. Uh, I think because of the, the, the twist, uh, at the end um, was really what got me on that one. But uh, for the most part, yeah, my, uh, like I said, I, I'm not a huge Hitchcock fan, but I do respect and appreciate uh, what he's brought to film and, and, and just all the little things. Like he's, he's always copied, um, you know, and, and, and honored in, in so even modern day films, like every, he brought so much to, to the filmmaking, um, just, just little things from, from style and motif to, you know, just anything. So, you know, I, I, I definitely will, will do my best to kind of keep up with you guys. Right. And uh, just to, to talk about that, like, uh, okay, so 
how many films have you seen, Lisa, of his of his films? I, you know, for somebody who who really enjoys like a a clump of his movies, I really have not seen that many, um, and and as for and remember them. Like I think the only ones I remember, uh, whatever. I'm not gonna list them off, but there. I mean, he's made so many, and I've probably seen like. I don't know, uh, I don't know, 10% of what he's done. I mean, how many movies has he made? Do you know? 60, about that. Yeah. You know, wow. that yeah. Might, okay, so I've seen 60 or I've so, yeah. Seen, like, I've probably seen 10, remember, five. Yeah, like, I, or it's six, so crazy because I think he pretty much made a movie a year, you know, for like. That's crazy. You know, yeah, like Woody something Allen. like that. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, Woody Allen's up there doing that kind of stuff too. Um, and it, it's just crazy to know that he's he's made so much and so many movies. Like I started watching them uh, way before uh, I decided to do the films of Hitchcock. I think that's kind of what inspired it. But I started watching them because I wanted to kind of uh, just know more about his films you know, and appreciate mm-hmm. them. And, and I, like, I bought this, like, $10 movie just recently under Capricorn, and he even mm-hmm. said in his Hitchcock Truffaut book that he was not happy with it necessarily. That, oh, like, yeah. He, and he said something that I really, really respected and admired. He said that a, um, that if you're not 100% happy with what you're doing, you need to back up go back and retrace your steps, you know. He said it's like a, uh adventurer, you know, goes out into the woods and then gets lost, you know, right? Mm-hmm. They don't they don't just continue to go, you know. Yeah, they, he, was they not back a, up. he was not into leaving things to chance. He was not, like, you see directors who, who kind of, like Judd Apatow, like his movies, people will uh, be, he'll have a lot of, like, people with improv training, you know, and they'll they'll be kind of riffing on their lines and stuff. Hitchcock was not that type. He was he did not leave anything to chance. Everything was storyboarded to a T. Mhm. Yeah, and you could tell. I mean, every shot. Yeah. Like he spent more time uh, with the uh, you know with the camera guy than he did with his actual actors. Um, right. You were telling me how noted. the they were complaining about him not giving them direction. Was that you? Right. Yeah. Uh, he said some line. Yeah, I think I told you the line where the, the, the person was saying, um, you know, like... Was it uh, Tippi Hedren, you said? And yeah, well, was I think Tippi Hedren, she or? probably complained at times. I'm I know sure that for a fact. But yeah, <laughs> he was... I, uh, if nobody's ever seen the movie The Girl, um, see that movie. It's really... It's about Hitchcock, but it, it, it gives a different side of Hitchcock. It does not glamorize his life at all. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily true or not because, you know, some of it's just based on other people's, you know, opinions and, and everything, and I've never, mm-hmm. you know, heard anybody who's, who's very close to him say these things, you know, but mm-hmm. um, it was, ugh, it's kind of creepy if it's anything like what they what they kind of made him out to be. Um, so what is but, it about you know, his, like obsession with his stars and stuff? Or? Well, it's more so with Tippy. 
Apparently, right, yeah. Yeah, with the dehydrant. Um, I heard about that. Yeah, I think you mentioned that on your show, didn't you? I was like, oh, I, I didn't even, I, I haven't read that yet. You know, I'm sure there's, I'm sure it's in there. In one of the books I mean, I've heard he got. was pretty sadistic with her on, on yeah. set. But he was, I don't know, I don't know if anything happened off set. That I don't know. Well, I heard, the story I heard, and I, I read this in the one of his books that was about it. Uh, him and his uh, women um, uh, mm-hmm. actresses, but apparently, um, uh, what is it? Uh, when he was shooting Marnie and and Donna, you're you're gonna get a kick out of this because this is really kind of crazy. But he saw her on a commercial, and he was like, mm-hmm. um, he he saw her in a commercial. And he was like, oh well, uh, I want um, I want that girl. You know, like who who is she? Find out who she is, and get her. You know, get her on one of my, you know, movies or whatever. So the yeah. studio actually signed her up for a seven-year contract, you know, right? She had, you know, she mm-hmm. couldn't work anywhere else. She All she could do is, like, Alfred Hitchcock stuff. And um, so <laughs> yeah. he, you know, like, he had her locked down. And then yeah. later on, I saw an interview with her, and she said she actually, after Marnie and after, like, because that was the, the second and last, movie that they worked on together, they had such a horrible time that she said, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I need to, um, you know, I'm going to leave my con, you know, I'm not going to work anywhere Mm -hmm. else, but for seven, for the next five, four years, whatever, I'm just not going to, uh, work on your project either. You know, I mean, that's got to take a lot for an actress who has, you know, an amazing, the amazing opportunity to be a Hollywood actress and to work with one of the greatest directors in Hollywood to be like, I'd rather just literally not do anything than be around you. So, right. yeah, that's, that's it pretty kinda bad. Goes, it kind of goes well, into I today's mean, you know, thing. Oh, well, go ahead, Donnie. Oh, I was going to say, it, it doesn't help that, that Hitchcock, you know, even uh, was known to consider his actors were, were like cattle to him. So, I mean, that's, that's his whole, his whole point of view is that, you know, all of all of the all of what made the movie the movie is really in the writing and in the and everything else. But the actors, he kind of I wouldn't say he despised them, but it was more like he kind of he kind of just didn't have a a great opinion of them. Um, mm-hmm. he, you know, like I said, he he, he even he even corrected himself because I guess uh, there I guess he was misquoted one time saying that that he uh, that he treated his 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 actors like cattle, and he said no, he basically said no. I, I said they should be treated like cattle. <laughs> um, but but it, it, it's it's clear it's clear that that, that Hitchcock himself because I mean he had this whole idea that that actors were these fat cats that basically just went off and and, and ate a big lunch and then they would come to, to set late. So he kind of had a he kind of had a, a not a great opinion of actors to begin with, and I, that might that might have played into why he had such a great uh, you know uh, and took great enjoyment over torturing a lot of his 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 main actors, especially the females. Um, yeah, I, I think right. It has a lot to do with it. I think you can tell well, just by his movies that he is a sadist. Oh, yeah. He enjoyed torturing. I mean, I, to me, when I think of Hitchcock, I think his whole thing is enjoying torturing the audience. Oh, sure. sure. Right. He, and, and, he loves setting up your expectations, fucking with your head, you know, making sure. you think things are happening, just getting to you in ways that are not obvious. And especially, I mean, he was – 
censorship, he was on a few directors that censorship actually uh, helped him because it made him really work hard on building that suspense and, and, and like having all this uh, sexual heat and innuendo under the surface. And he was just sure. like the master of that fire under the ice. When he kind oh, of totally did great. some movies, what's the one where those, he, it was like in the 70s and it was just the, the, with the necktie murders. Oh, oh, um, Frenzy, which I have not seen yet, yeah, but I know frenzy. of. It's frenzy. kind of more, it's in color, it's more overt, it's more sexual, you know, the... the it's R. Um, there's less... It's his only R-rated hidden. movie, I believe. And uh, yeah. it, 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 it it's cool, but it kind of lacks the power of his more zipped-up movies because he is so mm-hmm. good at packing that heat under right. this, these constraints. Definitely. Um. Now I want to I want to talk about um, there are some lesser known Hitchcock films that people do not talk about because we we talked about Marnie and talked about the birds and all that stuff and a lot of people talk about those films you know a lot uh, even if they're not like their number one choice um, but lesser known ones uh, Notorious being one of them um, yeah. and I rewatched that movie and I noticed. He loves a certain thing. He loves um, because I rewatched Notorious the other day, and there was that scene with uh, with drunk driving um, scene with uh, <laughs> this, what's her name uh, Ingrid Bergman Ingrid drunk Bergman. driving with yeah Cary uh, Grant Ingrid, yeah and Cary Grant in the car and um, yeah. funniest funny scene great and then she uh, you know she gets pulled over by the cop and everything like that and. I just thought it was hilarious. Um, <laughs> it is. Real, it's, it's terrifying, uh, but also hilarious. But he then did that again with Cary Grant being a drunk driver in North by Northwest. And huh. I, I just, um, and then he had a scene in uh, Family Plot where they're driving down the road and like their car runs out, you know, and it's just things with cars and, and running, you know, like, the kind mm-hmm. of comedy. I mean, are. the beginning of Psycho is Marion Crane driving and being terrified, so it's not very funny. I mean, it's sort of fun. I mean, it's, the way she acts with the cop when he pulls her over, it's like yeah. this is not how you act when you get pulled over. Like, show me your license registration. Why do you need to see that? Like, no. <laughs> like, you don't ask these questions, you know. Like, and then like the cops like knocking on her window, and <clears throat> you know she rolls it down, and then she says. You know, she, she uh, she's like, okay, I, I can just go right now. Like, the cop is just going to let her just drive off without, like, talking to her first. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, uh, she is she's so, a like, bad nervous. She, yeah, she sucks she's so it. nervous. She sucks. The yeah. life of crime is not for Marion Crane. Right. And we find that out later. Um, and so it was, it was such, oh, man, that movie... It's so good on so many levels. Um, it probably is my my favorite too, Donnie, because um, I don't know. It's just one of those movies I can watch over and over and over again mm-hmm. and not sure. get sick of. You know, it um, is so rewatchable. It is crazily re- even though it's not scary. Like I'm sure it was scary at the time, and you know, after seeing it 50 times, it's not scary though. Even, I still, even after having seen it like 50 times. When he turns, when when uh, her sister turns the the rocking chair around with the the skeleton of the mother, 
I that always just makes me just feel all kinds of not good. Like it's just <laughs> oh yeah, it's chilling. And you know what's it's, gonna it's... happen. You know everything that's gonna happen, and it still like sure. gets you. Right. Yeah. And that was the thing. And also the uh, I guess like just the fact that they did something different with the movie completely where they kind of turned it around where it's like the first uh, uh, hour of the movie is all about her. And then Mm -hmm. all of a sudden it's now all about, uh, it's not even about Norman. Norman's like the villain. And then it's about um, the sister. And I need to say that though, like I didn't like, like more I watch it though, the more I, I love Janet Lee in it, and I don't like Vera Miles. Yeah. She's just kind of boring, you know? Yeah, like, she's kind of lame. She doesn't really yeah. emote. She's kind of, but I think that's kind of the point. She's supposed to just be kind of bland. Like mm-hmm. Janet Lee is who you're supposed to care about. You're supposed to, you know, he picked a beautiful woman that is, is really sympathetic, you know, and you're like, oh, she's just trying to, you know, get through her. She just wants to be with her guy and, you know, life's, life's shitting on her and, you know, why shouldn't she have another chance? And she just seems nice, you know. She's maybe not making the right, the best choices, but she, you feel for her and she looks hot. And so that makes mm-hmm. you care about her more because people are shallow. And, um, you know, her sister doesn't really matter. Like, you know, the, the really the star is Norman Bates. I mean, he is really the star of the movie. He is the most interesting character and uh, he's the one that you're wondering what he's going to do next and what is he actually thinking and stuff. Although, although I think one of the things that fascinates me about that movie is the fact that it, it's such a – it's unconventional because in the way – in the fact that you're following Janet Lee's character first because you, it's, it's like you have two different completely different movies intersecting. Um, mm-hmm. you, you, have, you have the movie of, of her and, and, and the you – know, and, you know, on the run – and then it's almost like she runs into a completely different film. It's like this is a, this is like a heist movie. This is like a this is like a crime movie. She's on the run, and somehow she finds yeah. herself suddenly in a in a, in a psycho. Mer- it's it reminds me. Uh, yeah. I don't know. If, I, don't know if Tar- I don't know if Tarantino did this on purpose, but um, from Dust Till Dawn is very similar to in, in that regard to me. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And I. It is. Um, and yeah. And I and it's one of those things where. I remember watching Psycho, and, and you know, like I said, I, I liked it okay and everything, but I didn't really appreciate it until after I saw From Dust Till Dawn, and I saw, like, the same kind of storytelling technique where Tarantino just is like, hey, you have these guys that are on the run, they're doing crime, and then suddenly, oh, hey, we're in a vampire movie. How'd this happen? And it's yeah. like, holy shit, I totally get it now. I totally get exactly what Hitchcock was doing. Like, he just and – it's, and it's kind of brilliant in and of itself because it's not something you expect. It's, it's some weird – like nonlinear storytelling that's really it's fascinating in its execution and I and I really appreciate it for that alone well not just alone but but for that among other things but it just but yeah it's like you, then you get halfway through and then he just off right kills the the main character the you know Janet Lee's yeah. character and then suddenly we're like it's the movie's all about something else it's such a it's an interesting juxtaposition and and it's something yeah. I find really fascinating about that movie I think a true yeah. sign of of somebody having mastery over a genre is how good, how good they are at fucking with it. Oh yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, another movie that I feel is like to have like that is um, Kubrick's Full Metal Jacket. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah. Oh, well, you know, I'll just, well, I'll just say that the, the beginning, like the opening and, and whatever of uh, Full Metal Jacket, 
compared to, and I know we're not going on, you know, Stanley Kubrick, like this isn't films of Stanley Kubrick episode. <laughs> we could do a whole but, thing uh, on Stanley Kubrick. I, yeah, we could, definitely. At, at some point, we probably will. Um, but, well, definitely uh, have me on when you do Kubrick. Okay, definitely. We'll have you I back on to, to talk, <laughs> to talk uh, Kubrick. But uh, the, um, the, the, uh, the thing about that is I just didn't like, I didn't like the second part, like all the, you know, the, the, the war stuff wasn't as interesting as, like, the, the, the you know, uh, boot camp. Boot camp stuff was more yeah. fun, I felt. I you felt like funny? the other stuff was just kind of, eh. I felt the opposite. Uh, wh- you felt the opposite? You didn't like the boot camp, but you liked the war? Yeah, like the, I don't know, I think I'm, like, really sensitive to, like, settings and colors and stuff. And the boot camp uh, is just everything is so, like, monotone and it's such a, like, claustrophobic environment. So I feel like it was more dramatic in certain ways, but um, it just, it made me feel kind of numb in other ways. And then it's, like, the second half of the movie, like, turns into color, like The Wizard of Oz or something, like. <laughs> All right, uh well, let's let's get off uh, Kubrick and go to uh, right back to uh, Hitchcock, uh, who I think I think a little bit uh, Kubrick was probably uh, influenced by Hitchcock, um, which yeah. a lot of filmmakers. Everybody are. was. Everybody. Super was. Funny. Anal too. Kubrick is super anal too, and and also has a reputation for being kind of shitty with some actors. <laughs> sure. Um, he uh, the interesting thing is. Um, uh, I saw an interview with uh, Hitchcock, and he was talking to this um, to this guy about, uh, and, and he said something about. I think he was at, there's audience members asking questions too, but there was like a question about um, what's it uh, uh, like Truffaut and um, and Brian De Palma were big like influences of Hitchcock and stuff, and do, does he see um, his you know himself in those those film in those films that these guys do, and he's like he, he said no, he does not at all. Like he he doesn't see. He said the only thing like he sees is like certain little things they might have taken, but really those are their mm-hmm. films. Like no matter what anybody tries to like kind of mimic Hitchcock or whatever, that's their film. Nobody can. He never sees himself in them. You know. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think just but, great artists serve as great muses, and they will inspire other art. Sure. Absolutely. But you cannot predict how you're going to inspire it. For sure. Um, now I wanted to mention, okay, so we, I sent you guys the, uh, that scene. And I want to kind of break down that, you know, what do you guys think of that scene that I sent you that, uh, from foreign correspondent, it was like plane crash. And it was like, one of the most epic plane crashes I'd ever seen on film. And to this day, I don't think it's ever been, like, and that was cheaply done. That wasn't, like, expensive, you know, or whatever. But they did it. I think they did it so well. Uh, what did you guys think? It seems high budget. Like, it, there's a lot of, like, but um, what I thought was it, it felt very unhitchcock and it felt very modern. Yeah, it felt definitely. like something that you would be seeing now. Like it felt like a like a terrorist attack, which at that time they were not really experiencing. And um, you know, it's weird because with Hitchcock movies, it just it always seems like it's a it's very psychological and about people hiding things from each other and fucking with each other. And 
this was just like a really straight up, straightforward, just moment of, of just human terror and, and of human sacrifice and empathy and survival. It was very simple and very primal. And I, I don't know how many scenes there are like that in his movies. Yeah, I, I um, which, after watching that, I was actually very impressed because I mean, considering you know the, the the time that it came out and the budget that it had, um, I was really impressed with the set design and um, like because I mean, movies like that, especially right around you know movies that came out right in the 1940s, right around that same time, you know, were very popular in, in using um, uh, screens. You know, you would like for example, it. it I'm pretty certain, uh, and then this is, I'm getting my point here in a second, but I'm pretty certain that this was probably set in like a, like a tank, like a water tank. And then there was a screen on the back, you know, that basically with the projection of, of like the ocean and everything. What really impressed me about that mm-hmm. is the fact that it was really hard to tell that it was being done in front of a screen, like everything, like the, the, the way the, the way the camera work for the, for the screen behind them went up and down. Like it was, it was so well, it's so well crafted. Everything about that was really well done. And then, Again, you you have these really great performances um, that really sell uh, that really sell that scene. I I was really impressed with that scene a lot. I, I have to admit. Um, but what really impressed me though was basically just the 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 set piece itself um, with with such a low budget. I was really impressed because at no point I was like it was really hard to tell. Like I I really had to look and I was like like is, are they really on the water? Because I'm like I I'm pretty certain that they were probably shooting this. Like on a on a soundstage in a tank, but man, does that look real? Holy crap! <laughs> I didn't even think um, about it. It was so real to me. Yeah, <laughs> no, exactly, and that's the that's the point. Like it's they they really yeah. they really drove that home. I was really I'm really impressed. Now, um, if you guys watch the movie Lifeboat, which is actually my favorite Hitchcock film, or one of them, <clears> like one of the of the lesser known movies, uh, because. Okay, if if anyone knows me really well, knows me that I don't, I I really don't like stories where they're like in one place, you know, for too long or whatever. Um, so you don't like rope, except- I guess. Oh, I I liked rope, and that's one of the few exceptions. And Hitchcock can do okay. it really well. It's almost like a, yeah, um, you know, it's almost like a play, you know, but yeah, right. like moving, you know, moving play, um. And I thought that was really done well um, because that, but he kept that interesting. But there are a lot of movies that I've seen where I'm just like, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't like independent films mainly. You know, um, Clerks may be the exception for independent films because you know that's in only like you know a couple places or whatever. You know, not that many uh, mm-hmm. areas. But as long as you can keep me interested, I'm, I'm good to go. And uh, yeah. lifeboat is set with like six or seven people on a lifeboat, you know, and they're you know all don't know each other, you know. Uh, one of them's a spy, you know, and that's just it was mm-hmm. so good. But the greatest thing about that is the fact that it felt like you were on the water with them, just like sure. that so scene cool. did. It just it was ugh. it was so creepy because like most of the time you just feel like you want to get out, you know. Like you feel claustrophobic, like them, and uh, so if anybody goes, if you're gonna see a Hitchcock film, uh, I would say that's one of the one of the ones. If you don't watch the main, like five or six, you know that people kind of, you know, Rear Window and um, which I just rewatched Rear Window, 
And I, mm-hmm. I remember I could not wa- watch that movie for, like, the life of me because the first 30 minutes is kind of, I don't know, to me it's kind of boring, you know, like it's just them talking so about skip ahead. stuff. Huge... What? <laughs> so skip ahead. That... Skip ahead. Yeah. Well, skip yeah, ahead. Thank- thankfully I do later on, and I, I finished watching <laughs> it. got really good after about 33 minutes and when it starts to like, get suspenseful. That's where okay. like it started to really get me, but um, also, you're not, you're I not felt compelled like... by Jimmy Stewart's whining and and Grace Kelly's fabulous dresses. <laughs> Grace Kelly was That's definitely not enough to hold your attention. <laughs> was, and and like and the, the you know there's this one scene with Jimmy Stewart's telling her to shut up that got really <laughs> on my nerves. I I wanted to like punch him in the face. And be like, there's this hot girl right in front of you, and you're being such a douche to her, you know? Like, yeah. You, I mean, I think that's kind of the point, too. I mean, he's he's he needs to go through a journey as a character where he has kind of some realizations. And, and, and I think there's an... Oh, go ahead, Donnie. Oh, I was I was gonna say I, I you know going back to your uh, your your point about how you know you you find it bo- boring and how you don't uh, normally like uh, uh, films that stay in one location you know the like or like bottle episodes of TV shows and stuff like that. Um, I, I think I think part of the problem with that is in, 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 uh, is that when you do that you're you're removing some uh, an adventurous uh, piece of, of of filmmaking and so it's. Since you're since you're setting it in one scene, it's like you said, it's, it's it's like a stage play, and so now, since you're taking out uh, 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 like one aspect of of, of filmmaking uh, storytelling, um, you have to rely more on uh, on the writing. You have to rely more on the performances. You have to rely more. You have, mm-hmm. you have to do more uh, with what yeah. you have left in order to really gri- uh, grip somebody. I think uh, for me, like well, a good example of, of of one a more recent film that really uh, that has that same uh, concept. Is uh, uh, hateful eight uh, by Quentin Tarantino oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. is is, is a, a very similar yeah, concept. Yeah, a lot of it's, it is in it's, one place. It's yeah. it's mostly in one place, but in, but the thing is, is the 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 way he builds tension, the way the the characters interact with each other, you have great performances. There 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 are certain ingredients that you need to throw into a to a stew like that in order to get it to work, and and I can completely understand. I mean, I, I mean to be honest, I, I'm I like um, I I like Rear Window okay. Um, I, I think I, I, to me, I think I've seen it done better later on, but that's just my own opinion. Like, well, I think one of my favorite movies of all time that used that same conceit is, uh, um, Fright Night. Uh, it's, it's not necessarily Night, yeah. uh, in a singular, but, but the, but the, the core concept of this guy watching something going on in his, in his window and not being believed, I think is, is, is amazing. And so it's, it's really, uh. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it, and again another true testament to how Hitchcock um, influences so many people because you see evidence of his work everywhere. Um, but yeah, the 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 point I was trying to make was is yeah when you when you have a movie like that when you're trying to uh, when you're taking out set pieces as part of your storytelling device, you really have to rely more on the uh, things that you have left. And if you don't have those together, it, you, it's going to fall apart. And you're going to find people yawning. So I can totally yeah. understand why you know you you would have that issue. Definitely. Um, all right, since we're pretty much um like we got about fourteen minutes left, let's um all right. Uh do you guys I guess Donnie, have you seen uh, at least five of his movies? 
Um, let's see. Um, let me see if I can think of it. Let's see. I've seen, I've seen Psycho. I've seen um, a Strangers on a Train, which, funny story, the reason why I saw Strangers on a Train is because I watched um, Throw Mama from the Train uh, back in the 80s with Billy Crystal and Danny DeVito. And that actually, they feature that movie in the film because they talk about it. And it got me to watch Strangers on a Train. And I actually say, I was like, I actually enjoyed that one a bit. Um, but Psycho, Strangers on a Train, um, uh, oh man, what's it called? Vertigo. Um, I've seen those three. I'm trying to think. Um, rear window, you just said, right? You saw that. Rear window, yeah, rear window. Thank you. Um, and then I think I re, I think I did get to see um, North by Northwest. That's the that's with Cary Grant, where he's being chased by the plane. Um, right. So yes, yeah. those I I have seen five. <laughs> okay. All right, you've seen five. Uh, okay, so I'm going to ask uh, Lisa, what, what's your top five? My top five, um, uh, Psycho, Vertigo, Notorious, Rear Window, and um, hmm. <laughs> uh, uh, what's that one? Uh, the Trouble with Harry. Oh, that was, I just watched that for the first time uh, recently and loved it. It was it's great. Oh, it's so fucked up. It's so weird. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Donnie, if you haven't seen this movie, basically a, a dude is dead, and these like people in the town all think they killed him, and you know, in some way or another, and they kind of all come together to kind of figure out like what happened to him, you know, and everything. And, sure. and the funniest scene is like this guy knows something is going on. He's like, I don't know if he's like a cop or something, but he knows something is going on. And he comes in and he's like talking to everybody and they have the dead guy in the bathroom. <laughs> and then the kid walks out, says, why is he in the bathroom? Bathtub. And the guy does not do a damn thing. Doesn't like look in there. Doesn't, you know, like, I don't know why. It was such a weird, it was such a weird movie. Uh, but it it's like really me dark. Up. Humor, really dumb yeah. humor. The trouble, the with, trouble Harry. with Harry. It's another one. It's like before his big, all his big hits. All um, right. Oh, isn't oh. Uh, what's who's who's in it? Uh, what's the what's the female in it? Who's the? Oh, um, there's a pretty girl in all his movies. Shirley MacLaine or Shirley? Yeah, Shirley MacLaine, who was adorable yeah. at that time. She was so cute in the apartment too. Um, Oh, she's in that. Yeah, is in it. She's so good in the apartment, and she was so good in that. And yeah, the trouble with Harry is a, is a is a bizarre. It's a bizarre movie. If you just want something that's like also, funny and and kind of fucked up. Alfred, <laughs> you know, and it, that's a good point too. It's something that most people don't realize, but Alfred Hitchcock didn't just do thrillers. Like he did black comedy. He did romantic comedy. Mm-hmm. He did. He and so yeah. I. I, I I love I'm a huge fan of black comedy, so I'm definitely gonna have to check out Trouble with Harry because I love oh, I so love good. black comedy, so I, I'll yeah, definitely have to check that it. one out. All right, so my top five would have to be well, Psycho is number one. Uh, number two would have to be probably Suspicion, which uh, doesn't get enough uh, talk about at all. Uh, another Cary Grant movie, but it's if you guys haven't seen that movie yet, it is so fucking weird. Uh, once again, <laughs> he does this stuff where 
uh, and the main reason it's weird was because of uh, the uh, the studio didn't want Cary Grant to play a killer. So he is set up throughout the whole movie as to be like this kind of killer. And then he turns out to not be the killer at the end just because, and I'm <laughs> sorry, spoiler, but it doesn't really matter wow. because like it is all set up like, you know, I don't know. It's just really strange. It's so there's a scene, there's a great scene with him walking up with this glass of milk and she thinks he's poisoning her. <laughs> and it's just, so it's so sinister looking. Like it's just, oh, uh, they put actual, they put a light in the uh, in the glass to make it glow. Oh, cool. They put it like a, yeah. So oh. it was just, oh my goodness, it was, it was so cool. Like all, he was very innovative. Uh, he was very inventive. So, um, psycho, suspicion, um, God, maybe strangers on the train. You know, uh, because that movie is so fucked up too. Uh, yeah, you know, the one. idea of like somebody saying, "Hey, I want to," uh, like, "Hey, you kill, uh, kill my father, and I'll kill your ex-wife or whatever your wife," and uh, and the guy's like, "Ha ha, that's very funny," and then he doesn't think anything of it, and the guy does it anyway, <laughs> <laughs> even though they never really fully agreed to do it, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah, oh, that's so such a fucked up. up thing to do. I've seen that in so many references and so many things. I'm thinking sure. of, yeah. the one I remember is, is, do you remember, did you see Four Rooms? Oh, yeah. 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 In the Tarantino section. Yes. Oh, yeah. Did they mention Strangers on the Oh, wait, no, that was referencing something else, sorry. <laughs> that was uh, uh, referencing a uh, uh, Peter Lorre episode in something. Never mind. Oh, in Alfred Hitchcock Presents, which, you know. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. There's a Peter Lorre uh, one where they're like cutting each other's fingers off or something. And that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, a lot in different things. And we didn't even get to talk about the Alfred Hitchcock Presents, which I know uh, Donnie, you're a huge fan of, but um, <laughs> uh, I'm still no. trying to figure out my. Oh, Lifeboat was my um, was my next one. So I think I got four, right? Let's see. Suspicion, yeah. Strange to Strange, yeah, you said, Lifeboat. Yep. And, um, God, um, see, I, I didn't try to pick the ones that everybody picks, Rear Window, because honestly, I sure. I love those movies, but they're just, they're like everywhere. Everybody talks about them. Um, yeah. And I'm not a huge fan of Grace Kelly and Dial M for Murder, so I won't pick that one. I really <laughs> think she's underutilized in that movie and, um, and yeah. kind of like kind of boring. Um but, right. uh, isn't she always kind of boring? She is kind of bland, but um here's here's an interesting story that I heard on a trivia. I don't know if this is true or not. Um it's in trivia for like Grace Kelly, but she was notorious for like sleeping with her coworkers except for Jimmy Stewart. Really? <laughs> huh. She did not she didn't sleep with Jimmy Stewart of all, you know, like I think that would, I would get him kind of. Stop with Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> well, I wouldn't, but uh, there's there's a reason for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, uh, I would have slept with Grace Kelly Grant. if I did. Oh, you know, and that's the thing. Like uh, he was, you know, he's kind of the playboy, is Cary Grant, and um, kind of always mm-hmm. plays that role. And Jimmy Stewart, and uh, the movies that he played in Hitchcock, I mean, he, he first played in Rope. That was his first role. Um, and then, you know, 
what is it? Uh, the other ones were like Man Who Knew Too Much and uh, Rear Window and uh, there's one more, right? I swear to God, there's four. Yeah. Um, um, I don't know. I don't know. I feel <laughs> like Grace Kelly would have been boring in bed. Probably. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, it's hard to tell. Uh, I would he never, he well, liked those icy blondes and they have like this you know, simmering heat underneath, like in that Truffaut interview, like he told him, like, I like the blondes because, um, or the, you know, really like zipped up, whatever, proper. He's like, you know that they're just like firecrackers in the bedroom. But I don't oh, Virgo. think Kelly was. Virgo was the other Jimmy Stewart movie. And everybody loves that, that movie. And Vertigo I... is, a, is his masterpiece. That that's I have to rewatch it again. When I first watched it, I thought it was it was so weird, you know, such a strange it's little movie. It's very weird. And extremely uh, weird. I think it. I think when I first watched it, because I I was not aware how weird it was going to be, that it kind of threw me off and made me feel very uncomfortable. But I bet if I watch <laughs> it again, I'll see like more things, you know, to it or whatever, you know the obsession and everything. So, you know what? I'll put that up there probably is, I don't know. No, Shadow you of Doubt is my that, fifth one. My fifth one. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. That's a really good one. Do you not realize one. that Hitchcock's life mission is to make you feel uncomfortable? Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, absolutely. I'm starting to realize that. <laughs> I mean, that's, well, that, means, that means that the movie obsessed. is effective. The more uncomfortable oh, sure. you feel, the more the movie's working. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, he was he was uh he had a, an amazing interest in psychology, the psychology of murder and everything. He was mm-hmm. all about making his actors uncomfortable, making the audience uncomfortable. Um and I I, I think his and, I, and if I remember correctly, I think his answer to any, you know, why do you do this? I think his answer to everything was because he's British. <laughs> I think that was the answer for everything. It's like, why do you do it this way? Cuz I'm British. Why do you do this way? Cuz I'm British. It. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to have to end the show, unfortunately, because it's going to cut us off at the 45-minute mark. So so before that, we should got to end this so it doesn't just cut us off and everything. Because it will go. You, sure. Thank you for using Blog Talk Radio. Goodbye. And hang up on us. So um, All right. But well, I wanted to thank cold. you. I know, right? It's like you are the weakest link. Goodbye. Um, but <laughs> All right. Uh, so, Lisa, thank you so much. You are very, and you are welcome to come on when we talk about Kubrick for real. So oh, absolutely. I will, you know, um, I will definitely have you back on. I'm not sure when that'll be. Uh, be a few months uh, before we get back to directors. Well, I, I love again. a lot of directors. There's a, I'm, I'm really into film. So yeah, just hit me up with whatever you're going to be talking about. Yeah. And I'll see. You absolutely, we'd love to have you back. Yeah, we'd love to have you back. And uh, and next week we've got my friend Alfred Crane coming on to talk about John Carpenter. So cool. Um, that'll be it. Kind of, kind of works with Alfred Hitchcock to John Carpenter, who was very inspired sure. <laughs> by um, him. So once again, another inspiration. Um, and we'll probably Absolutely. talk a little bit about that to, uh, to kind of segue from there to there. But anyway, thank you all for uh, you know calling tonight, and thank you all for listening tonight. So I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Uh, check back next week, next Monday uh, at 6:30 p.m. Eastern. We will be doing another live show, so uh, tune in and also check us out on Facebook at uh, Hollywood Boulevard Podcast, um, uh, Twitter H L L Y uh, Wood uh, Boulevard Pod, 
and at um, uh, what is it at Instagram at Hollywood Boulevard Podcast. And uh, and check out Lisa on Get Lit with Lisa and uh, her uh, Instagrams and everything. You can I think you can look up Lisa on there. So um, thank you guys all, and uh, hope you all have a great day. <laughs> all right, <laughs> bye everybody. Bye. See you. Bye. <laughs>